Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in, everybody, to episode 70 of the Dunmars Podcast. It's your boys, the favorite Saturday brunch bunch, the best four-man booth in the business. Back at it again, as usual. Gentlemen, we all survived some snowmageddon um, you know, up here in the northeast. We had a big snowstorm come through the beginning part of the week. Uh, took me two hours to clean off my driveway and my cars, and that was with me, my son, and my wife shoveling. So, jeez, um, that's how you know how much snow we had. For everybody that lives in a warm climate year round, uh, as as a certain somebody on Wednesday night said, GFY. Okay, and you can piece mm-hmm. together what that means. All right, so if you live in a warm climate year round, GFY. Um, know for first time since 2000. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that you, you were out there in some. You could tell you're not a professional shoveler because you were out there with shorts and shades on. Like, what is this dude doing? So he never, touched, never touched a shovel in his life. Out there with shorts. Don't get me wrong. I've shoveled. I've never shoveled my snow. <laughs> now if I slip, I'm gonna be pissed. Because every day I walk out, I'm like black eyes, black eyes. You gotta be prepared, man. You gotta you gotta come out with the boots and the thermal line jeans, and you know what I mean. You gotta have the gloves, the, the beanie on. You gotta, you gotta then, be pro with it. And then, and then I'm gonna stereotype real quick. Is every black person's work uh, boots Jordans? Like, come on now. Hey, like I see cutting grass in Jordans. He's shoveling snow in Jordans. All purpose, man. I'm, I'm like, man. <laughs> see, there's the new line of Jordans right there. All purpose. I like get some boots. <laughs> oh, great, great. Everybody, good though. We we all survived the week. Back at it again. Interesting mm-hmm. week. Got yes, some. Sir. Got got a lot of good discussion and topics to get into for the week this week. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in as always leave comments as we go throughout the show hit us up on social media so we can interact with you um again i uh, want to give a shout out again to to the call up podcast that cobra kai edition we did um nice number of views on that on that episode um so again thanks to them thanks to all you guys tuning in and uh listening into our cobra kai breakdown so we look forward to doing some more shows like that throughout the year. Um, got some different topics planned out for, for that and deep diving and some deeper conversations on certain topics. So with that being said, I know intro, we bounce around, but this week I think we just need to stick strictly to the game of news that came out, Donald. Um, big, big news, big, big development, big purchase. A lot of cash moolah thrown out on the table, boy. A lot yes, of is. cash. It's straight um, cash, too. The briefcase, but, the yeah, duffel break, bag. Break, break <laughs> but it all it's, uh, down for us. As you guys know, on Tuesday, uh threw up a video saying that uh Microsoft Xbox has bought uh, Activision Blizzard for 70 uh 68.3 billion dollars. That's the exact number. And the deal won't be official until June 2023 because it has to go through all the routes, the government, you know, monopolies, SEC, all that stuff. So I just wanted a quick deep dive. I mean, not deep, deep dive, but quick deep dive of what you guys think about the acquisition of the largest third-party company out there getting gobbled up. I'm just realizing how many Activision games I don't play. (laughs) (laughs) And the only one I do ain't going going anywhere. So (laughs) yeah, so Call of Duty is going anywhere. Yeah, like they your said, original question, Donald, it, just the whole thing of, you know, what's going to happen with these games now? You know, are they going to be, become Microsoft exclusives or what? Because, like, mm-hmm. you, the article that you had said, it was like, for now, they're not going anywhere. Yes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, there was keywords in there. 
Yeah, uh, Sony actually came out uh, yesterday or the day before saying that they hope Microsoft uh, contractually obligates, you know, their business with Activision, making sure everything comes out and all that. And uh, Microsoft came out and said that they will fulfill those as everything else. But they also said that too, whenever uh, Bethesda was bought and they said Elder Ring, I mean, Elder Scrolls and Starfield will be Xbox exclusive. So, you know, when the contracts run out, we'll see how everything is. I mean, you're not putting up that cash money just so it can be on multi-platforms. No pink glasses today. He's all nah. business today. Yeah. <laughs> He's all business today. You gotta those up ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just listening to like a bunch of gamers saying uh it is good and it is bad. Like there's so many points, like like the gaming industry is like up in the air now. A lot of people said that this is good because if you have that publisher on Xbox, they can throw everything on Game Pass. It'll be cheaper a month than have competition. But if you want to have competition, every developer could come up with their own streaming service, like their own Xbox uh, Game Pass. And you will have to pay for like five different streaming services like we do with like Hulu, Netflix and all that stuff. And it could come out to like almost nine hundred dollars a year if you want to play like everything. So it's so like you either want limited stuff on one for cheap price or do you want everything at a high price? It, it's so crazy how stuff yeah, is going to be. Expect those prices to go up, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's just a little something, something. You, I mean, you already had you already had the, the gaming community split between Team Xbox and Team PlayStation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, were we trying to come together with SharePlay? We were. Uh, we were. We're trying to bring it all together this year. <laughs> we're trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same Organize. as the rest. Same as the wrestling community, we're trying to bring everybody together. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you'll you'll have your you'll have your 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 team split off. Um, yeah, I I'm curious to see what happens and how this plays off. Obviously, I don't expect anything big to change until the acquisition goes through um, in 2023, like you said, Donald. So for now, it it will be be like nothing happened right yeah, now. For now, it'll be all systems go as normal. But come. Come a year and a half from now, um, and probably closer to, to two years from now, you know, beginning of 2024, um, I could see some changes on the horizon that'll make people, um, you know, have to make some hard choices here in the future. Yeah, I would well. think because um, <laughs> you want to. I mean, let's plain and simple. You're not shelling out 68 billion dollars to to not make a profit off of it, right? Yeah, very true. Like, yeah. So you're going to maximize profit in the best way possible. And whatever way that is, whether it's, you know, multiple streaming services, having strictly exclusives and you raise price, like whatever it is, you're going to do, they're going to do what they need to do to maximize the most profit and people will pay. Um, We know how big the gaming industry is, obviously by a $68 billion (laughs) acquisition. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it'll be, It'll be interesting. Two years from now, I'll be I'll be real curious. If we circle back around to this discussion two years from now and where we're at and what's going on in in, in that world. Yeah, people said uh, Sony should try to gobble up some uh, developers like EA. EA is a big topic now because they're the next biggest third party one at like thirty eight billion. Then you got Ubisoft after them. You have uh, Take Two. Take Two is the parent company of Rockstar, which you know is Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. So everybody is on their, uh, you know, P's and Q's about what's going to be next. Also, Microsoft said that they wanted to get that 
uh, Activision Blizzard because they didn't want Facebook, Google, or that I forget the other one. Amazon. Amazon getting it because they are not video game companies. They might just get it and they just like will have them shell out like, you know, cell phone games and all that stuff. So they wanted to keep the integrity of those games as being on video game consoles and not that. You so that's they're wanna, looking at that too. You don't want to play Call of Duty in the metaverse? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> talk about real first person shooter. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's something like uh, Ready Player One, the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh-huh, Donald, I yeah. liked your comment uh, on your clip this week where you said, you know, you brought hypothetically, you know, what if like PlayStation bought Nintendo? I yeah. thought that was that was a good counterpoint because that would be interesting, you know, if mm-hmm. Nintendo got out of you know the hardware game and just strictly into the software only of of gaming, and yeah, that would be yeah. that, that would be an interesting future for them. Yeah, just like Sony did to Sega, you know, yeah, back yeah. in uh, the late '90s when that you know Sega used to do systems, and then they just became a third party developer and all that stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised too if the Japanese companies, which are Sony, Nintendo, Sega, Capcom, you know, Konami, all of them just merge into one. Too, I mean. This could go off like so many ways and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if it, it really is. But yeah, that's the thing I've kept my eye on this whole week. Like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, we'll, we'll see how that breaks down. I don't, it, yeah, it'll be interesting. A lot of, a lot of news yet to come on, on this point. It's just the, the tip of the iceberg is, is people like to mm-hmm. say. So, mm-hmm. yep. uh, but that's mainly it for gaming. Like that's just the only story I really have. <laughs> Real quick, and I don't, I don't want us to go majorly into this, but I saw this, and this was to me, this was hilarious. But for those of you that watched the the NFL playoffs last week, um, during the Cowboys game, Cowboys 49ers game, there was a lot of camera cuts to people <laughs> in the stands that turned into instant memes on social media. Like it was classic. There was four of them. Uh-huh. The, one lady, the one lady was on her phone and realized she became a meme while she was still at the game. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but there was a, there was a video, uh, there was a picture of, of a guy holding, consoling his girlfriend, right? We both got sad faces on. <laughs> looks like, it looks like he's a little hungover. So he's drunk and sad, <laughs> right? He's hugging her, got a big chain on with the big star, you know, and everything else well um comes to be he um he was not hugging his girlfriend he was hugging his side piece um, and his girlfriend called him out on social media for it was an alleged guy's trip um he got caught basically in 4k cheating so, <laughs> with that being said I, you know i don't I, we, we don't have to throw cards out on the table per se but um is that like the worst way you can get caught cheating? Is just being on national television with forty-five million people watching that game? I think was the average was the highest was fifty-two million, which came in like the last two minutes. And I think for the entire game itself, it averaged forty-two million viewers on TV. Uh, that got to be the worst way to get caught cheating, right? Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything else. Either that or uh, either that or cheaters. Cheaters was like cheaters was like real life catfish. 
<laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? And instead of ghosting people, they they just busted you right out in the open. <laughs> they were. I mean, they were TMZ before TMZ because they were yeah. everywhere. Because <laughs> they were. They had the cameras yeah. everywhere. They, did, they had the little music playing with, and he'd open up the file like, "Let me show you this." <laughs> Oh man, I just I saw that and I I, I saw the picture during the game and I was yeah. like, oh, this is hilarious! Like <laughs> these two will live on the internet forever. And then I saw an article pop up this week and I'm like, oh, you got caught in 4K? <laughs> you can't you can't get caught in 4K with the side chicks? Like that's not it's not a good look. Uh, not a good look at all. Like, I like how Tony Roma was telling them all. He was like, the game's not even over with yet. It's five minutes left in the game. You still got the chance to win, and they're already crying. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just thought that was – I thought that was hilarious. So if you guys got any, um, you know, uh, worst ways to get caught cheating <laughs> stories, hit us up on social media. Let us know. We'll circle back around to that topic next week and read some of those off because I'm, I'm sure people got some hilarious ones um not that cheating's funny because it's not um if you've ever been cheated on it sucks but uh getting caught like that on 4k with 42 million people <laughs> watching across the country has to be number yeah. one on the list real quick is there anything that would make you be that fan to listen to that reaction crying in the stands anything oh um so, from a from a sports wise, or just anything in general? Just anything. I don't know. Like, I, I was at the Steelers it. Patriots game when when Jesse James caught the touchdown that was overturned mm-hmm. when Steelers lost, and that was sixty seven thousand people going from the highest of highs to just dead silence. Like the entire stadium was just dead silence. Um, from a fan standpoint, I don't. I don't know, honestly. I could see from a like if you were playing in a game, mm-hmm. um, yeah, playing maybe. Playing. But, man, I don't. I don't know. I'd ha- I'd be hard pressed to think about something like that. Uh, losing to the Packers in the Super Bowl um, was bad from the Steelers. I remember in '95 when the Steelers lost to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, a young buck back then, um, and that was pretty devastating um, from a young kid standpoint. I don't know. Like maybe yes, when you were I, younger, I was at that level of fandom. Yeah, like I, I took being, it like, ah, it, this hurts. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being five years old when Hulk Hogan lost the Ultimate Warrior and being pissed about it. But I was five. You also have to factor in the alcohol too. How much have they had to get them to that? <laughs> oh, he was definitely he was definitely in that like come down from the drunk to where you realize what's happening phase it was not not a good place to be not a good place to be so yeah no that's yeah but that got to be the worst number one 45 million people caught you cheating in 4k <laughs> terrible that's my favorite part of this all that you keep going in 4k, in 4K. Was, yeah like you got caught in like the highest of high definitions the only thing would have been worse if they would have panned the 8k cam to you to blurred out everybody else and, and it's just been used to. like that would have been the only thing that would have made it worse so. All right. Well, with that being said, if nobody got anything else for the intro, we'll keep it short and sweet this week um, and jump right into some some discussion topics here this week for Bell to Bell.
Quick draw. We're good. First segment in, and this, this dude's quick on the draw already. Jesus. That's a transition, man. Huh? <laughs> just draw me west. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, boy. Gotcha. <laughs> man. All right. Huh. Uh, so, World of Wrestling this week. Um, obviously, a lot happened. Full week, as usual. Part of the, part of the normal plate. Um, but I figured... This week, I wanted to narrow it down to some some bigger discussion points, um, which which we can get into, um, and throughout the week during the the pre production group chat that we were tossing around ideas in, we so all of us seem to be kind of on the same page on what we wanted to get mm. into this week. So, first things first, let's just dive right into it. This was a big topic this week, and people people have commented on it and talked about it um, throughout the week here. But um, NXT 2.0. We saw Walter have his name changed to Gunther. Um, yeah, I'm Gunther. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so obviously WWE did this because they didn't own the name Walter, right? It's it's an actual name. Okay. Um, they wanna they wanna own everything. They wanna be able to market it. You know, toys, etc., etc., etc. What is in an established name value like what's the what's the worth of having name value to a wrestler and then have that name value taken away instantly like does that hurt a wrestler and i'm thinking because we saw name changes happen all the time what's up steph um Still mad at Steph for her her comment on my birthday. Um, we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Um, but I, when I see you in person, Steph, me and you are going to have a conversation. It's not very nice what you what you commented to me on my birthday. But. So, what, what's the value of a name? And does a name change hurt a star moving forward? Can they overcome a name change? And I, and as we get into this, I'll throw out both sides of the coin that I saw this week from, from people in the, in the business itself. I think this is so different than how we discussed name changes recently on NXT, you know, or not necessarily name changes, but you know, originally like Braun Breaker was supposed to be Rex Steiner. And then at the last minute they changed it to Braun Breaker. We discussed that. We didn't like it, whatever. This is a little different. You know, this is, you've already established this guy in the WWE landscape. You already done merchandise. You've done toys. You had him in video games. He's already established as Walter in the company. So why now do you change the name? Just because you want to have, you know, better ownership over the stuff. You already have him in the system. He's already. You've had him on NXT UK. You've had him in on NXT. You've had him on the main roster for some stuff. Like, why now? Like, and does it make sense to do it now? Like, just has, to do it. Has he had merch at all? Hmm. Yes. Okay. They have some Imperium t-shirts out. Yeah, I mean, has he, have, has he had like a personal? I don't know. I don't know, if, don't know. If, if there was anything specific to him himself where it was like, you know, Walter with the silhouette on a shirt or anything yeah. like that. Like, I'm I'm not sure of that. I know he did have an action figure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Unless you so go had, through like you put a huge, the branding out there. Yeah. Unless you go through like a huge gimmick change, I could see a name change. But just like Chris said, he was already established. I mean, he came into NXT UK when he stared down uh, Pete Dunne as Walter. Yeah. Like, at that point, they should have called him Gunther right there. Yeah. For the people who didn't know who he was. 
and I think the, the name change itself for him signifies what we see with NXT 2.0 in that the characters and the individuals that you see on that show, whenever they move up to the main roster, that's the character and the individual that you're going to see on the main roster. There's not going to be no more carrying cross call-ups where they change the gimmick, face mask, helmet, all that jazz. Um, Keith Lee fell into this situation. You know, they've, they flirted with Bearcat Lee and all this other stuff. Um, so these characters are going to be the same from 2.0 through their run with the company until they're no longer with the company. Mm-hmm. I think Walter's situation may be a little bit different because he was NXT UK specific for so long, even though you did have him in, in appearances in regular black and gold, as well as some stuff on the main roster, but he's moved here now. Um, he's, he's over in the States now. So in order to get him to that point where they want to fit that mold, where it's a, a straight streamline through from developmental to the main roster. And we can debate at a different time. If Walter even belongs in developmental at this point, to me, if you were going to do the name change to Gunther should have just automatically moved him up to the main roster. There's no point in having him stop in developmental. He's already been in the system Mm -hmm. for however many years in NXT UK. He knows the NXT system as well. Black and gold. He was there, worked enough matches there. Just take him straight to the main roster clear-cut name change Gunther and move on. And, yeah, it would have got the same reaction, but I don't think it would have been as bad because he's up on the main roster. And we know mm-hmm. main roster changes come when NXT talent move up. So mm-hmm. that's my, my first bone to pick about this whole situation is why is he still in developmental to begin with? Yeah. And the way they went about doing the name change. <laughs> yeah. Where he, he wins the match and then says, no, the winner of this match is Gunther. It's like, so you have him come out as Walter. You yeah. have him wrestle the entire match as Walter. Commentators are calling him Walter. Everybody in the chat, anybody in the crowd is chanting Walter. And then at the end, we just get Gunther. And that's it. Like, like, so yeah, like at least I mean, whenever um, Kenta came into WWE, you know, he basically said, I'm no longer this. I'm going to be this. Uh, you started mm-hmm. at the beginning. And, okay, like, you can understand that. But it's like whenever you do it now and the way they did it, just <laughs> honestly, the way they did it just is the way WWE seems to be going these days. <laughs> it's just like, just throw it out there and see if it sticks. No, a lot of people want to keep the rights to their own name. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I mean, the point. again, to circle back to what we talked about in the intro with gaming, it's all about the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. And be able to make the most profit off of your commodities and wrestlers are commodities, right? Mm-hmm. So, Shane Helms, Hurricane Helms was on social media and tweeted out, um, you know, hey, when I debuted in WWE, I had a name change. I lost my WCW title and uh, like a list of things that all happened. But morning, man. How you doing? Morning. morning. Out there in Cali, got that part ready to go this morning. Well, <laughs> um, Walter, I mean, you were coming, you were moving from company to company. Like that's mm-hmm. a completely different story. Yeah. So you had that hard yeah. reset coming into a new company. Um, so yeah, you may have been established in WCW, but when you come over to a WWE audience, you're brand new to them. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to give you the whole new gimmick and change and everything else. <laughs> Bottom line is six, eight, 12 months from now. Are, do we even like, is this even going to matter? Right? I don't think it's going to hurt him. 
That that's the big thing. Does his presence change? and he's in ring, won't, it won't hurt him. No. If he if he stays the same, fine. I just don't want him being moved to the main roster and being another Vladimir Kozlov or any other big man that becomes a joke. He's Where he's chasing good. the twenty four seven title around. <laughs> Yeah, like he's yes. too good not to be used properly, and they need that big guy on the main roster that should be used properly. You but know, you figure back then they had big guys when you had your claws laws and back there. They, yeah. they also had, you know, they were like overloaded with big guys. And right now they have some big guys. It's just are are they all being used properly? Like right now you're you're getting almost, and you know, whatever your opinions on him are, I mean, at least they're not making him a complete joke yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they can at least do that with him, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do that with Wal- with Walter Gunther, whoever. Yeah, in ring, in ring, he might be the best big guy they have. Yes. right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a big guy is a champion. You know, there you go. Whether it's a long run or not, you know, whenever they need that, whenever they want to do that again, he's the guy to pull the trigger with. Do you think? I- the NXT fans will play along. Well, reports came out this week that officials aren't happy with NXT. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about the the higher ups of NXT. They're not happy Mm -hmm. with the fact that the crowd hasn't gravitated to the characters. They're not happy with the viewership that's coming with the ratings. They're not happy with a lot of things right now. And it's like, what did you expect? I disagree with the crowd. Now, you might say that like the the, the fan, or like the people watching, the the crowd to me is like they're trying to sell the product, too. But how many people in that crowd are actually fans, and how many people are the hey friends of the family, <laughs> friends of the family? Come in, give your cheers, give your booze. These guys, that guys, and you know, because to me that. Yes, did did Walter and, and Roderick Strong deserve the reaction they got on Tuesday night for the match that they had and everything else? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a great main event, um, a great match. Roddy's tremendous. Um, you know, they told great psychology and everything else. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that should have gotten what you got. But some of the reaction that people get, it's like, all right, I don't like is this piped in? Like, what do you know, what are we doing here? Cause you can tell and I mean, let's be honest. Tuesday night was a shit show other than the main event. You had you could literally hear people calling spots out in the ring to the point where it was so bad that Wade Barrett was trying to cover it up on commentary. <laughs> if you're so green to the point where you can't get through a match without without calling spots to where everybody in everybody watching knows you're calling spots, you're ruining the business and get out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that kind of goes back to how green they are, which is again, so much which is, why are we still on NBC? Why are we still on USA? Why is it yeah. still a two-hour program? Why, like, from what, what I, I put it on I Peacock that, and let it go. I saw that same article that you're talking about, Steve. Like the rumors that executives aren't happy, but it did say that you know they're not looking to pull like the fire alarm yet. You know, they're they want to still give this chance, ride this out, but there's no think, fire. I don't alarm. think this there's is no, going to get. There's no fire alarm to pull. You went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. If you're starting bare bones day one, this is just strictly developmental, and we're going to ride with these guys six, eight months in. If you're not cutting it, you can't get on TV. You're not getting over. We're going to we're going to send you packing. Like that's the direction they're going with it, 
with this, then you can't. There's no. There's no other way to go. You can't go back to what it was before because you completely destroyed it. Like there's there's nowhere to turn. They're they're stuck with running it out as strictly developmental the way Vince saw it from day one. And that's the not the third brand that and it, that Triple H turned it into that was arguably the best pro wrestling show on TV for four years. What isn't this what you want? Development? This is not what I want. No, Jay, what I'm like to your point, you you can't go full development and then bitch about stuff not getting over and people not tuning in and not gravitating to it and everything else. Like you it's your you're having your cake and you're trying to eat it too. This is the choice you made. So now you can't do it. You can't complain about it. It is what it is. You have to rock with it because that's the direction you went. There's no other direction to go. And then, and then you said that it's um, what is it that that's the NXT official saying? You know they're disappointed at. What did the USA official say about it? Because you know they're the ones writing the check. They're the ones giving you the time. I mean that's premium time slot that they could put something else on. And especially for USA focusing so much more on sports these days, you know with NBC. Uh, NBC Sports Channel gone away and focusing on USA Network. Yeah, I think if the ratings don't pick up, if they don't hit, it, like if you, I don't know what NCSI and those reruns do, but if it gets mm-hmm. to the point where NCSI is beating NXT in ratings, they'll pull the plug and they'll put something else on. That's yeah, they will, and yeah. then it might go to Peacock because mm-hmm. they're the ones writing the check. Yeah. You mean NCIS? Sure, whatever. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm a dumb mark. <laughs> Yeah, you put CSI and NCIS together and got got coming this fall on CBS. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I mean, it's developmental. What do you expect? This is this is what it is. The name change is what it is. They're not going back. It's going to be Gunther moving forward. So. Chris, I agree with you to kind of wrap this this topic up in a bow. I agree with you. If the name, if the character doesn't change and everything he's done to this point stays the same in ring, outside the ring, every all that stays the same presentation wise, everything, then okay, eight months from now, it's Gunther. Who cares? We're still getting the character and the guy that we want in the ring. <laughs> But if they start messing around with that, then it's really going to nosedive even further mm-hmm. because you changed what was effectively like, I don't want to say it's the perfect gimmick because there's never a perfect gimmick, but like Walter was as close to being a perfect gimmick as you can come up with nowadays. And yeah, they, they switched it. So we'll see. So just a quick thing on NXT. So I was thinking about this this week as well. Do you, if if NXT 2.0 continues the way it's going, and this just doesn't work, and they would decide to move, change it up, do you see with especially with all the WWE budget cuts and everything that's happened in the past two years, do you see a possibility that they eliminate the performance center and developmental in the company and go back to the original formula where? You just invested in another company and let them pay the the talent, and you just brought them up from other companies. Never. I'll, no, I'll take that too much. Yeah, Jay. Hmm? I said I said no, never. Yeah, they invested uh, too much in the performance center and all that. 
No, they I in in another the, the big reason why, Chris, I don't think this will ever wear away is because of the NIL deal. The no. next in line, um, you know, the NIL name image likeness with was college athletes and they already got their first crop signed to that. So I don't see the performance center and that going away because that's what that is gonna be used for. So will it all will it continue to be on USA moving forward? No, at some point, I think they'll take it off and just throw it on Peacock. And if you want to watch it, you can watch it. Um, but I don't see them going back to the days of OVW and and, and that for you know that format um, to get people work and everything else. It'll be come in, train PC. We'll throw you know shows up on Peacock, let you guys cut your teeth, and then move up to the main roster and see if you can cut it. Yeah, I don't necessarily see it happening either. But I wouldn't be opposed to it if it did. Just because of how, like we've talked about, how they're trying to establish their own like cookie cutter talent at this point. Like and I think that you're you're not gonna get that from another company. You're you have to develop that in house. But Right. Right. All right. The next topic of discussion this week. Um so we hear I, I, this is just a fun little fantasy booking game that I decided to come up with based off of what everybody's saying. Um, and it's mainly you hear this mainly from AEW stars, um, so to speak, more so. But Cody allegedly is working without a contract. Um, you know, that sent the Internet into a buzz this week. A free agent. What's this mean? Forbidden door and everything else. I saw reports saying um, he just hasn't been there to sign a contract. He's been off two weeks because of, you know, COVID-related issues, um, whether it was him or somebody else tested positive. Um, that was neither, that was not confirmed. But he just hasn't been there to sign a new contract, right? But now they're they're running with it and playing with it because it came out. We, we heard that in Cody's promo this week uh, when he referenced that, you know, I got a contract, not the contract I was looking for, but I got a contract. Um <laughs> We hear MJF all the time bring up the bidding war of 2024 when his deal's up. Britt Baker came out this week in an interview saying, um, hey, when my deal's up, even though I think she just re-signed, um, you know, people, I, people are going to be paying me the most money to go places. Um, so with all that being said, free agent talk, show me the money. Um, if you're running a company now and you're a promoter, an owner, whatever, head of talent relations, who are you opening the checkbook for? Who are you signing to the most, to the highest dollar amount as far as male superstar, female superstar, and tag team? Who are you writing the check for? Open book, Eric Bischoff, WCW, blank check. <laughs> Where are you putting that money at? I will... For me, for Mel, I'll go MJF because he's young and he could get on the mic. Yeah. The mic skills, yeah. And then that could cross over into the entertainment world too because he could piss some people off over there and get the eyes looking at you. M MJF's a good one. and MJF reminds me a lot of The Miz in the sense of he can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You're gonna get a decent match out of him. You're not getting the best pro wrestler in the world, but I think MJF is a I think MJF is a better wrestler than Miss. Yeah, but not by much. Yeah, he's light years. He's only twenty. He's twenty 
24 years, 25 years old. Like he's way better than what Miz was at that age. You give him another 10 years, he's yeah. he'll wrestle circles around the Miz. I hope he does improve. Yeah, but I, I think right now his gimmick is the mic. Seth Rollins. To me, he's the complete wrestler. Mm-hmm. The only complete wrestler. Wrestler and because he can wrestle and talk on the mic. I won't argue with that. Yeah. And he could adapt to yeah. in, in the situations. Right. Female, um, who you who you who you writing a blank check for? And this this is any company. We're, we're not just sticking to WWE, you know, AEW. This is you know Impact. This is MLW. This is NWA. You know, New Japan. Whoever you want to grab and pluck to, to be your standard bearer for these three divisions, male, female tag team. Who 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 you cutting that check for? For me, the best, the probably the best woman talent in the business is Natalia. Other than you know, I wish she was a little bit better on the mic, but actual in ring talent and she can get anybody over. I'd I'd cut a check for Natalia. Female wise, I'll cut the check for Sasha. I'm going Charlotte. Female wise, for me, I think I'll have to I'll have to go Sasha as well. I think she's the most complete package. Uh promo in ring. Everything. The only thing that would be the only thing that worries me with Sasha is uh injury you know problem. that injury factor. Injury. Know? Yeah. And when her head can't, is in the game too, you know. Can't make can't make the club in the tub, as they like to say. So you <laughs> gotta be available for me. Um mm-hmm. You know, if I had to go, uh, if I had to go a second, man, it's it, women wise, it's tough, man, because there's a lot that you can, yeah. you know, still, as much as I love Brit and everything else that she's done, um, Deanna, the last year and a half or so, yeah. um, Bailey, like, I don't know that you get better than Bailey either. Um, is that the mic game up? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, she thought she really you, did. You know she can go in the ring. Um, so yeah, that's. But I'll I'll stick with Sasha for mm-hmm. for for my blank check from the female side of things. Tag team. Jeez. For me, this is this is easy. Three like Usos. I go FTR. I want to lose those two, but I'm sounding like a homer. <laughs> oh, WWE guys, I knew what I was getting with you. I mean, <laughs> my second would be the Briscoes. Yeah. You said what? My second would be the Briscoes. Briscoes. I mean, GOD. Um. For FTR to me is hands down the best tag team. They've been that way for years. Right. Um, I, I'm immediately writing a check for them. Whether they're they're heel, their baby, yeah. mic work is tremendous. In ring work, not not a tag team out there that can touch them between the ropes, bell to bell. Um, they have all the nuances down. They make everybody look like a million freaking bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? How many tag teams? They, you know, you go back to their NXT run. How many teams did they make look? that were, you know, 
average at best and turn them into superstars. Um, some of the best matches in NXT FTR is involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're hands down. I'm writing the check for FTR is is my uh, my tag team for sure. Yeah, I'll say FTR. Sure. And then Briscoes. Male wise, I didn't give my male superstar, and this this to me was the hardest one. Um, looking around, I'm gonna go AJ. Styles to me, I'm writing a check for. Can't we're not wrong. we're not counting age yeah. into the factor here, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. for me, AJ. Um, you know, a lot of pe- some people would probably say Kenny. Um, some people would say Danielson. You probably you have you would have your Okadas out there, mm-hmm. um, and those are those are all fine choices by any means. But to me, if I'm starting a, starting a company. You know, and I want my pillar to be. I'm I'm going AJ. So I got AJ, Sasha, and I got FTR as my my three blank checks that I'm giving out there to cash in whatever you want. And you're going to sign with my promotion to get started. Seth Roman, Charlotte, or Seth Uso, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, M. What was it? MJF, Sasha, FTR. Uso's Natalia, Seth for me. I was not expecting Natty's name to come up there. Me neither. Work-wise, I agree with you. In between the ropes, yeah, it's hard to find a better wrestler. I mean, you know. Everybody that she's trained already in the WWE. Serena Deeb, to me, is on Natty's level in ring Uh, work-wise. You know, if not Another one that has probably helped the AEW women's division grow by leaps and bounds in the past year. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, so that's it. So hit us up on social media. If you're if you're the owner, you're the promoter, you got a blank check, you got Ted Turner's money backing you, whatever the case may be. Who are you writing that check for? Which, which free agent? Everybody's in a pool. You can pick any name you want from any promotion around the world. Who are you writing the check for? Who are you shelling out the most dough for? Hit us up on social media, male, female, tag team. Let us know what you got from that standpoint. Um all right. The other thing that I wanted to talk on this week, and this will lead into to dynamite discussion, so to speak, but just in general, looking at it from a bird's eye view, 30,000 feet up in the air. How many promos are too many promos for a show? How many did AEW when? actually have this week? I gotta go. I gotta go back. I didn't have time last night to go back and 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 go back through to to count and see, but. And granted, not, I'm not saying that, that they were all that, that they weren't warranted or they didn't further storylines or, or, you know, because they're trying to pump up Rampage during that show for Friday. Mm-hmm. So you're getting those promos. But in ring backstage videotape, like, I thought Wednesday night was as good of a show as it was. I thought it was way too much talking Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Way too much talking. Um, and I don't know if that's just a one-off or they haven't worked out the formula the formula yet on how to, you know, get it down to where you have that nice even mix and you're still promoting rampage and you're still furthering storylines because you need promos to further storylines, right? Like it's yeah. gonna you have to have it, but it just seemed like, you know, that last 
30 minutes of that first hour to me it seemed like and i'd have to go back and rewatch it but it just seemed like it was 30 minutes of people talking i say like i say three to four but you can't be a sweet spot or that's too many i think maybe three might be the sweet stop sweet spot four is going too many but you can't be giving these everybody can't cut a cody promo Everybody can go like if you give me some real quick backstage, you can give me like a bunch of those in one long I mean, promo. I mean, just off the top of my head, you had you had Moxley open the show, which I think was the right call to have him come out mm-hmm. first. Yes, um, you know, and he, you know, first night on on TBS, he says, "Go, go fuck yourself, um, get, that, get that fan out of here." Um, and it was on delay because they would have beeped that out in the delay. <laughs> there, there, there's a there's another discussion point that we can hit on, and I'd rather do this in like a kind of a roundtable debate format. But like, as a fan, when you buy that ticket, what can you say? What can't you say? And was Moxley right for for getting that fan kicked out based off of what the fan said? Whether um, or not he actually got the guy kicked out, yeah, he said it, but it's true. yeah, um, but like the like in the, like. Everybody was in his favor. Oh yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing. And, with- no, everybody was. Yeah, everybody was in Marshall's favor. But when you look at uh, when you look at Nala Rose, she needs to toughen up, thick skin. Like it, it was like it was mixed reviews, a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. What is it? Right. No, I get that. That's why I said that. That's a we're we're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna hit that hard right because that's a that's a whole that's other a special. Topic. Yeah, that's, that's a special. special. We can get into that round table debate that for sure. Um, but back to the back to the the, the promos and the talk. So like off the top of my head, just thinking back to the show, you had Moxley's promo, you had MJF and Wardlow backstage, you had Cody, you had Jericho with Santana and Ortiz. Um, Christian and Billy Gunn. That really wasn't a promo, though. That was more of a backstage to set up the angle. That was was more physical. (laughs) They they were talking. Um, (laughs) You had Adam. You had you had Cole. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, backstage, like it was. You you already named too many. (laughs) I'm at at five right there, just thinking back without actually rewatching the show, like especially on a two-hour show. Yeah. I think I'd go two in-ring segments, and an in-ring segment could be an interview or a promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you so had you, Jake Archer and Dan Lambert backstage, yeah. oh, and then you had then you had Lambert <laughs> get on the stick after the match. Like it was. Just... I think yeah, I think one in, in-ring. Oh, and hey, man. each hour. <laughs> I think that's more than enough. Keep on adding people. I got hey, man. We're up to seven. We're up to seven right now. Just talking yeah. back through the show, like yeah, I think in the show, yeah, one, one, one in ring an hour, and then maybe one or two backstage, like because that can be like your transition between matches. Yeah, um, that's that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably go like, the, like, like what you were saying originally, Jason. Like round mm-hmm. four, four might be the sweet spot for that. Less wow. talking, more action is supposed to be their product. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, do you think it's because they haven't figured out their formula yet to get Rampage promoted for Friday night, and they're cramming those additional segments on Dynamite? Because it's—I mean, we know Dynamite is nonstop two hours. It's—it's it's almost you know, it's almost too fast to where nothing breathes, yeah. right? 
We talk um, about that constantly. That you know, their segments just constantly it's, they jump from one to another to another to another to another. Right, and you feel that that I mean, has the addition of Rampage hurt Dynamite from that from the standpoint that we're talking now, where there's too much talking so, and not enough wrestling? Are they trying to promote everything on Rampage? They're trying to what? I mean, are they trying to promote everything on Rampage? Because Rampage is what normally three matches, right? Yeah, four it's now. Okay. Oh, and then we forgot Jade and Anna J. <laughs> That's eight. <laughs> and you had Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet, Statlander. Yeah, you did. That's nine. <laughs> Do I hear ten? <laughs> like I was, it was to me. It was so much talking that I forgot what happened. Wrestling. I forgot the matches. Like I'm thinking more, and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I forgot. I forgot. I can't even name all the matches that happened Wednesday yeah. night because there was so much talking. I was like, there were only three. <laughs> you got the big tag. Yeah, and that CM Punk Spears was like two seconds. Of... Yeah, does that even count? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the acclaimed and and Sting and Darby in the yeah, main event. You had the women's match with Deeb, um, which was which yeah. was a short Deeb and Skyblue. So that was four. There may uh, you had Archer. That was five. So you had five matches. So you see, you, you, yeah, you saw the guys matches for promos. So you fit yeah. four matches in on Rampage, but you can fit five in on Two Hour Dynamite because of all the and, and you said they were cooked ones. <laughs> well, Spears, Spears, and Punk lasted five about yeah. five seconds. Yeah, that was one move, and that was it. Um, Archer, Archer was a little bit longer. Is he trying he, to be in the British Book of Records? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it just, uh, you know, not saying that it was a bad show Wednesday night. I just, my biggest takeaways were that it, was, it was all talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you'll have those shows every once in a while. Like, I can see that if you're getting closer towards a pay-per-view and you're running packages and, and interviews and all that to hype up the feuds that are going to be blown off at the pay-per-view. I can, I can get that, like, you know, the old school go home show um, that we used to get in pro wrestling, but yeah. just on like a, you know, on a regular episode, I don't know. I think it's something to just keep an eye on moving forward with dynamite to see if, if it's going to be that talk heavy to where <laughs> you're not even remembering the matches from Wednesday night. And I don't think Every match needs to be plugged. And weren't they hyping up next week's special too? Something like the beach. Yeah. Beach yeah. break, yeah. Beach break, yeah. And the card yeah. looks pretty decent for beach break so far. So I'm hoping that that is more, you know, action heavy instead of any talking. You know, you're going to get some talking, but. I mean, beach break, you got you got Hirsch and Red Velvet, which was set up on Dynamite this mm-hmm. week by the backstage segment, right? You got Cody, you got Cody, and, Cody and Sammy, which was set up with Cody's promo. You got Cole and an orange in the lights out match, which mm-hmm. has been going on, but also set up by the match and the backstage promo that Cole cut. Um, there was three matches announced. I think there's four or five. And you have Jungle now. Express against um, the Gun Club. The Gun Club is that on? Is that on Rampage or is that on Dynamite next week? I don't think that's on Dynamite, but I don't know what's on Rampage okay. next week. Yeah, so I mean. <laughs> 
you know, three matches for, for your following week's show were set up on that show with talking segments. Mm-hmm. So again, you're you're planning ahead, but I don't know. It's a it's that that fine balance. I just don't want it to get to a point where, and this isn't just AEW specific. This is any show where it's just yeah. Your main takeaway is oh, we, we just had talking because it is a a wrestling yeah. show, right? You're supposed to get wrestling. So while show. while we're talking about the talking, I I want to see if you guys took anything away from the Cody segment. Like, what was your takeaway with it? Because I have a takeaway, yeah. and I just want to see if anybody else thinks what I was thinking. So, so people, people, th- this is what I saw, and from what I talked to people, you know, like on the phone and, and in person during the week this week, um, a lot of people were saying it was, you know, great promo, you know, one of the better ones Cody's done, everything else, um, super hyped for the match. To me, it was one of the more disjointed Cody promos. It was all over the place. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And then like it didn't even have like the the main I didn't love the promo. It was like the main, you know, like we we get <clears throat> like you're supposed to get the who, what, when, where, why, right? Mm-hmm. Just like when you're telling a story, right? Promo. Who are you fighting? When is it? You know, where why like supposed to hit all those points. It was like everything but Sammy. Until yeah, end. like <laughs> the only thing was just oh we'll climb up a ladder and say Sammy and yeah. just hold up a belt and it's like wait that's the end of this like that had nothing to do with what it's like they were cutting about. him off basically like okay yeah, you gotta you wrap this shit up you started the promo out talking about how you built the forbidden door and you were the mm-hmm. guy and, and CM Punk pipe bomb and it's like yeah you go from CM Punk's pipe bomb to standing on top mm-hmm. of a ladder holding the title for a ladder match against Sammy Guevara <laughs> where does like how does that even tie in? He said they told me to hold off on this promo. That specific verse have for another show, another time, something. Yeah. It did he take the like like WWE Gumper shot and that stuff was like, okay, like no need I, for I that. Mean, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, the first half with the punk promo and all that, like you save all that until you're in a program with punk. Yeah, because they have history WWE wise, you know, friends. There's plenty of pictures with them to get like that. That can be told then. Mm-hmm. So you bring up that pipe bomb then when you're in a feud with him. Alter um, <laughs> now because it makes more sense. Yeah, because it didn't make sense way, to bring it up right? now at all. Like, yeah, if it was like around the anniversary, that's one thing of it. I mean, all the rumble talk. Yeah, I, I get it. But you didn't need you didn't need that. You didn't need that. Yeah. yeah. Not that. So my takeaway from the Cody promo was exactly what I've thought for a few months now. The fans don't hate Cody. It's cool to hate Cody. Because they booed the shit out of him whenever he came out. It's it's and then him. all they were doing was cheering him during the whole thing. No, nah, so yeah, it's shut the fuck up. <laughs> They did it at first. They did it at first. Yes, it start, the whole thing started with them booing him and, and yelling at him. But half, not even halfway through, they were applauding him, and the whole arena was cheering him. Look, that promo, that that promo, like you said, Chris. Yes, it, it's it's cool to boo Cody. I, I've said it from day one. Yeah. It's it's Cena two right? Because I've but, the whole that, time I've wondered like what what do they hate about him so much and and that's it that's what I got that's what I took away from Wednesday is people don't hate Cody but it's just cool to hate Cody online 
that promo is how you is if you're if you're a young wrestler, watch that promo for how you work a crowd. That was my <laughs> takeaway. That's how you work a crowd. Because where there's still some booze towards the end, yeah, but that was you know people booing because they like Sammy and not Cody. You know what I mean, like yeah. that. But to get them flipped and cheers and everything else, and, and getting getting cheers and booze during the promo when you want cheers and booze. At certain points, if you go back and rewatch that and listen to it, when he wants the crowd to boo him. His words line up to get the boo. Mm-hmm. When he wants them to cheer, his words line up to get the cheer. It's him working the crowd. Yeah. For as many smart marks as there are in AEW, and we're just four dumb marks <laughs> talking on a podcast, <laughs> for as many smart mark fans there are in AEW, and they're supposed to be the smartest wrestling fan base out there, it's <laughs> all got worked Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> he did his job Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a damn puppet. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're a young wrestler and you're coming up and you want to know how you work a crowd, watch that promo. Because that's exactly how you're supposed to do it. (laughs) And if you go back, that was Cena 10 years ago. Same thing. Coming out to booze, getting in the ring, cutting a promo, getting cheers. Some people would still boo depending on who he was fighting. And that, I mean, it's the same, same thing. Yeah. You want to see a hill turn, and he turned his heel. Like there you go. <laughs> I appreciate Cena so much more now than I did then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not I, all TV that much now. That's why. Yeah, I think that, I think that has a lot to do with it, though. It does. Just, yeah. He, he had to go away for me to appreciate him, and I. <laughs> and before it was never that I hated Cena the person. You know, because everything that he ever did with Make-A-Wish and, and everything, I always respected that from him. You know, because I, nobody has ever done it better than him yeah. in that company. Um, but, yeah, like when he comes back now, it's I enjoy him so much more. You just hate it being shoved down your throat. Yeah. All right. Quick hits from around the world of pro wrestling here. Um, anything else that you guys want to touch on? Um, um, put the belt on Sami Zayn or get him out of there. What you say? What so put, put the IC belt on Sammy or getting okay. <laughs> hey, side, he ain't going nowhere. I know. Listen, listen, this and we can talk about we can talk about this in a round table format too. Um you forget it the the, the two people in the IC title picture right now, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Zayn's the number one contender. Zayn was was in a segment with, with Johnny Knoxville last night. With the fakest electric <laughs> cow prod I've ever heard in my entire life. And Shinsuke Nakamura is in a backstage segment in the background, not even the focus of the segment, with Rick Boogs and Double J Jeff Jarrett because they were in Nashville last night. This is the IC title picture we're talking about. Why even have the damn belt on the show anymore? It hasn't been defended in, like, 795 days. I can't hey, get this. Change his accent. What have I they done with the IC title in the past two years? It's like the same story. It's the same story that they started two years ago. I keep forgetting Nakamura has a belt. Right? I do until he comes up with it on TV. Like, oh, damn. Reese has the belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's my tangent, my soapbox. But, but they yeah. had, like, um, yeah, and I saw Sammy resign this week. I wasn't when when Owens resigned. I was that I knew Sammy would stick around. So, yeah. um, I enjoyed the opening segment from SmackDown last night. I thought it was a great way to set it up the main event. Um, you know, I said last week, where's the cliffhanger? What's Seth gonna do to one up Roman? Did he one up Roman? Like. It was a means to an end last night, but it was done. It was done well. It was that. That's how you do it to open the show to set up a main event. That's exactly how you're supposed to do it. So I thought kudos there. Um, for the most part, every, on the thing too. <laughs> everything else was was kind of missed last night on SmackDown. Um, Raw, the video package for Lashley and Lesnar was fantastic. Um, one of the better ones WWE has done. Um, but again. You do that the week after you have Brock eviscerate Bobby on the mic. So it didn't hit the same. To me, you should have had that package first. Mm. And then this week you should have got them in the ring and on on and on the sticks. Because it sets Bobby on equal footing with Brock. Mm. Now you just have Bobby trying to fight an uphill battle via a video package. It's not going to have the same effect that it should have had. And they're having a weigh-in on Monday. Is that what I heard? For what? <laughs> An academic challenge. <laughs> well, I'm not even touching that. I'm <laughs> that. Um, other quick hitters. Uh, Impact last night had uh, live tapings um, last night and then again tonight. Um, I was following up um, and getting some spoilers on Twitter just because I want to know what's going on. And there was some interesting stuff that happened. So we'll touch on that next week because – um, I believe that'll that'll air next week on on Impact. And this um, was like the um, this was the New Japan talent coming in. Correct. You had Bullet Club there. Destiny and yeah, Gorillas of Destiny, Jay White and Chris Bay had a four way match. Okay. Um, some interesting stuff with Mickey and comments um, that she made afterwards. Um, that'll be more poignant for next week and leading into our Royal Rumble prediction show. We'll do. Um, but again, another solid outing from Impact this week. Uh, Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, debuted in MLW, which I think is a tremendous promotion for him. He wrestled TJP. Um, that's that's the perfect spot for him there, New Japan. You know, you float around between those. Um, that, that's good there. Um, trying to think if there was anything else that caught my eye this week. Buddy Matthews and uh, Davey Richards, that could be a good match in MLW. That could be a title hunt picture there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was really anything else. Um, we're not. I'm not going to go into the whole Bully Ray um, comments from Busted Open with Moxley and the apology and everything else. Um, we'll, we'll stay out of that space. Yeah. We're not getting into that. Um, we don't, we don't typically talk that type of fodder. So. Uh, if you're looking for the clickbait stuff from us, you're not going to get it because we don't we don't do it. Um, whether that hurts our views or not, we don't care. We're just not going to get into that stuff. Um, you can listen and take it what it what it is and and have your thoughts. But um, but yeah, I don't think there was anything else from from wrestling this week. I'm good. Good. All right, let's crack open some beer. Chug 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 chug. All right, Donald, this week's drink of the week is your pick. It's Blue Point Brewing Company's 
winter warmer. It is Blue Point was established in 1998. Um, it's an ale with spices and natural flavors, 6.4% alcohol by volume, and it's vanilla winter spices. I think that's it. So you've done some other stuff from them. Um, it's a darker beer than I expected. Yeah, for it to be an ale. For yeah. it to be an ale, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you seem you seem to like what you've had from them so far. Yeah, uh, I really love their um, their blueberry blue point beer they had, but they discontinued it. it. Was one of like the better ones on the market at the time. I like the I like the looks of the can. It's a you know you know that you're you're drinking you're drinking a winter warmer without you know reading yeah. the warmer. Jay has the better beer face up there, so I don't. <laughs> think well, I taste the spices. Well, that's good because last week's beer didn't we didn't taste any no. spices. <laughs> This is exactly what I want in a winter warmer. <laughs> Especially on a cold day like it is today. Yeah. No, this is this is exactly what a what a winter what a winter warmer should taste like. I, again, I am thrown off by the color of it because it is yeah. an ale, it's a darker ale. Um it, yeah, you know, that at all. It, it it looks like to me it's like on a like a Newcastle, but that's a mm. brown ale, so that's darker to begin yeah. with. But yeah, you know. I wasn't expecting the color from it, but yeah, no, this is this is perfect for a winter warmer. Yeah. It had to have been just maybe some of the spices or the the vanilla that that caused the color change, probably in there. <coughs> yeah, I'm sold on this. I'll definitely, if I see other stuff from Blue Point, I'll pick it up and try it for sure. Based mm-hmm. off of this this pick here, I'm 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 really enjoying this. I'll go three seven five on a sumo scale. Yeah, Steve, I'm with you too. I'll go three seven five. Perfect for like I said, it's freezing outside here, but here in Pittsburgh. Perfect beer, sit in front of the fireplace with. Yeah. Um, yeah, color threw me off, but good flavor. Love the love the smoothness that the vanilla brings in here to to pair with the spices. Um, I'm just I'm gonna go three point five. It's a good beer. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go with no. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't. When Chris held the glass up, Jay, I was like, "Uh, Jay's not having <laughs> this. Is not his. It's not his. Not his spiel." And that's a while for you. You haven't said no to a beer in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 surprising. Very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn you into a into a, a no, beer master no. here. Already <laughs> <laughs> got a whole lot of fruit in your beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the review for, for Blue Point's Winter Warmer. If you see it out and about, pick it up. If you see anything else from them, uh, let us know. We'll try to find it, do it on the show, as well as any other suggestions that you guys may have for uh, either beers, ciders, cocktails, whatever. We'll do the gambit. We'll break it down here on the Drink of the Week segment. So hit us up and let us know on social media. We'll get those drinks out there for you. And as always, we ask that you raise your bottles, cans, shot glasses, brown paper bags, red and blue solo cups, whatever you're cheersing with us this week, and to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail to seas. The best ships are friendships, and friends will always be. Cheers. All right.
right, this week in sports, we are still hot and heavy in the NFL playoffs. We got the divisional round this week. Um, Tom Brady has won 14 straight divisional playoff games. I think he's 14 and three all time in the divisional round, which is just <laughs> insane. Like, I, it's nuts to think about. Um, so yeah, we have uh, the the Bucks um, going up against the Rams. We got the Niners, Packers, um, and the the Niners Packers is the late game today. today. Mm-hmm. Early game um, is uh, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Cincinnati and Tennessee. The Titans may be the most disrespected number one seed ever <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, I mean, they have to. They have, third, division. They, have be the, they have the third worst odds to win the Super Bowl. So if you're a betting man in Nashville, I think they're at plus eight fifty right now to win the Super Bowl. Um, King so, Henry yeah. comes back. <laughs> yeah, plus eight fifty, and then. Um, Bills, Chiefs, obviously that's the that's the big matchup of the of the week this week. Um, some are calling it the Super Bowl without it being Super Bowl. Based off of the two teams playing uh, in a rematch from a game earlier this year that the Bills won. Mm-hmm. So we'll see there what happens. Um, any any predictions? Any upsets you guys see on the horizon this week? Before you logged on, I sat here with my Madden predictor. I had to use to, I had to use tokens to predict what I wanted, which game to win for for like extra coins. I couldn't pick anything. I sat here the whole time in in pre in pre uh, production just scrolling. <laughs> single game. Nah, I, I I think chalk for everything. I think everything's gonna fall the way it is, except for because I got the Rams in the Super Bowl, so I need the Rams to beat the uh, Buccaneers. I was gonna say, did anybody's uh, picks change at all last week? No, everything everything's still alive for everybody um, as of right now on the show. Um, if if Stafford plays like he did last week, I think you could get the Rams to beat the Bucks just because mm-hmm. the Bucks aren't as healthy. Um, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. You know, San Fran, Green Bay. You may. <laughs> You know, last time San Fran was there, they they threw eight passes and went to the Super Bowl. So uh, yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. See San Francisco was out. physical with them. Yeah. Ran rough shot all over them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that there. Um, Sidney Crosby last night got a got a hat trick on the road, and um, people were throwing hats on the ice on the road. Um, I don't know. I've ever seen it's that Columbus, before. so let's, let's put that out. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Columbus is close. It's three hours yeah. away. Like, it's not a long drive. I'm sure there's a lot of fans in Columbus that are Penguins fans before Columbus got a team. But to see, to see a hat trick and and have the opposing team's player that got the hat trick get hats thrown on the ice for him, <laughs> that's I don't think I've ever seen that before in an NHL game. It's also sin. I mean, yeah, disrespect. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the equivalent of an MVP chant. I mean, yeah, you're on the road, yeah, in a different arena, you would think, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, he's that, inching, uh, he's inching closer to the 500 goal mark. 496 um, now. Yeah, so so he's he had four goals there. this week, and a couple of them were some nice goals. He had the other night uh, against Ottawa. He had a nice backhand goal. Uh, that was his one for last that game, night's goal. Then. It seemed like it was like it was like from like 165 <laughs> feet away. Like it was ridiculous. I mean, he's showing now why why he is 
who he is. He's listen. He may not be Sid the Kid no more because of his age, but the man is still so that the magic wand, the, the, <laughs> the top guy in the league. I know you can go with your Connor McDavid's and everything else, but to me, Sid's still the best in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I I honestly, I, whenever because he's kind of been in that four ninety range for a few weeks now, so it's just like okay, I didn't think he was gonna. I figure okay, we're gonna get maybe a goal a week here, so it'll take a little bit. He'll get there. It's like last night whenever he had the hat trick, I was like, all right, now he's just trying to get to it. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, the other thing uh, tonight, big UFC pay-per-view. Um, two title fights. Two title fights. You have Ninganu, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Is it Gain? Gain. Gain. Yeah. Former, former uh, team members, former training partners that really dislike each other. Um and then the, the fight that I'm looking forward to the most is the trilogy between Moreno and Figueroa. Yeah. Like to me, that that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. <coughs> if you wanna if you wanna put money on a knockout, I would put my money in the Nanganu fight. Um to me, I think they're just gonna stand across from each other and just yeah. throw throw fists, throw bombs until one of them gets knocked out. It's a heavyweight fight. So mm-hmm. I mean, heavyweight fights always end in knockout. <laughs> yeah, the, the Moreno Figueredo fight, that one is going to be that's where you're going to get the, the technical stuff. Um, no. I still think it's going to be exciting because them two have put on two fantastic matches already in the first two. So just having this trilogy fight makes sense. Um, got a little chippy there at the weigh-in. Uh, Dana White had to separate and hold them guys back from each other. So I'm expecting fireworks in that fight as well. But mm-hmm. from top to bottom, really strong card uh, to to open up the year for UFC. Um, this is a pay-per-view card, right? Correct. Yes. It is a pay-per-view mm-hmm. card. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for something to watch tonight, um, I would definitely, <clears throat> you know, you can – have that on the on the ESPN Plus on the tablet or the laptop, and have NFL on the TV. Um, if you're if you're one of those sports junkies that just can't get enough of of action across the board, so yeah, um, good card. I don't know there. if I'll watch the whole thing, but I'm definitely gonna try to watch the two title fights. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else from the main sports world that we want to talk about or get into? Yeah, um, on January 25th, they were announced the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, so those ballots are in or probably in now. I'm just going to read off some uh, first-time ballots. Uh, people, uh, A-Rod is on the list this year. No. Uh, David Ortiz. No. Uh, Mark Teixeira. No. Jimmy Rollins. No. Prince Prince Fielder. No. Tim Lincecum and Ryan Howard. Those no, are no, the team No to everybody on the ballot for the first time. Uh, I think <laughs> – out of all the names you read, I think there may be one or two players that weren't involved in the steroid scandal. So no to yeah. everyone, every single one of those guys. Is it still then, five years that before you can get on the ballot? Yes, five years. Yeah, got to wait five it's years. Been five That's years for A Rod and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Yep, left at the same time. And then it's uh, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa's final year on the ballot. So if they don't make it, they go into the Veterans Committee, you know, association. And even in there, you still got to make it to 75% of the ballots. They've been, I mean, with, with those guys, they've been slowly going up like each year they've been on, but nothing close. Bond, that- Bond's, Bond's been the closest. Uh, last year, he got 60, 61.8% of the vote. What was that mean? was that two years ago? They didn't have anybody get selected? Yes, nobody. I think, I think this may be a year where you don't have anybody get in. I think so, too. Yeah. I really do. 
mm-hmm. like to you know to share Rollins, Jimmy Rollins to me was he's he was a good player, but he's not yeah, Hall of Fame worthy. No. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. see him home. And Lincecum, mm-hmm. I mean, he was dominant there for a little bit, but I don't, I mean, I don't know if I would say he's you know Hall of Fame worthy pitcher yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very dominant during their World Series runs and that stuff. But towards the end of his career, he was getting lit up a lot. And like mm-hmm. Steve brought up before with the the first bout, there's a lot of people uh, for steroids. And that and the rest of the list. Mm-hmm. So, what's yeah. the percentage that you need to get in? Seventy-five percent. Okay, you need seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hardest Hall of Fame to get mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. from a voting standpoint. It's the hardest Hall of Fame to get into. Do you agree with that? Um, do I agree Not with the seventy-five percent standard? Just like. Um... Just like them having a year not having people in because I don't think the NFL would ever. I don't think the NFL either. would ever, but at the same time, let's, I mean, let's keep it real. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be the Hall of Fame. Like yes. we let, we let way too many people in the Hall of Fame that are not Hall of Famers. Yeah. It should be the best of the best of the best in there. And if you're going to let people in that aren't, aren't all time greats in the Hall of Fame level, like there's, as, as the saying goes, there's levels to this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Dion talked about this before. Like, okay, yeah, you you may get in, but you're going to be on the bottom floor. There's a VIP lounge of <laughs> greats of the greats. So mm-hmm. if we're going to let these people in just because you know longevity, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, that don't mean that you're that, that you're on the same level as you know Dion or Jerry Rice or Lawrence Taylor or Jim Brown, like mm-hmm. Barry Sanders. You know, there's there's levels. We got to make that mm-hmm. distinction. If you're going to have people get in just because we need to have a Hall of Fame and it's a weekend and it's it's revenue generated yeah. and everything else, like, okay, well, fine. I feel like there's people that don't belong in every Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. But baseball is the hardest to get into. Baseball is the hardest to get into. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the at least the last five years in the NFL, man, I could pick out a plethora of players that should not be in there. That was right in the last five years. And they, they you shouldn't go to the Hall of Fame and then be be able to look at a name and go, who's that? (laughs) True. Like you should know every person that's in there. And they, Uh, well, I know everybody in the football. I don't know everybody in the baseball. Like, (laughs) who's Jimmy Rollins? He played for the Phillies. He played for the Phillies. He was a shortstop. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, they, um, NFL had their finalists, um, whittled down to the 15. Um, or so that will get announced February 10th, um, I believe, at the at the NFL award show. They'll announce the finalists. Um, and I think Ed Bouchette, sports writer here for decades, um, who works for The Athletic now, he's the, the Hall of Fame voter and presenter for Steelers. And he said this was the – I think this was the first year in eight years that a Steelers player wasn't on the – like wasn't a finalist, so he wow. didn't have to talk at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we'll see who gets announced there. Um, there's a, there's some interesting names that are up for first-year discussion, but I'm not – We'll wait till they announce the names there to circle back mm-hmm. around and, and talk about that. Yeah, those were like the the ones that I think people would know. You know, there's like a whole list of people that I was seeing. I was like, wow, I didn't know there was this many. But yeah, so we'll see. We'll see on the 25th who gets in. And or, then, uh, or, or are they going to have a class? Give, uh, 
to, to wrap up this week in sports here, I want to give a shout out to the Bethel Park head football coach. It's a local high school here in the area this week on Monday. Again, we had a big snowstorm come through up here on the Northeast and he canceled weightlifting on Monday and told his players to go out there and shovel snow for a neighbor, a senior citizen, somebody. Um, so no weightlifting, go out in the community, shovel snow for, for your fellow your fellow neighbors, which I thought was uh, really nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, Yo, right. All right. I'm, I'm not going to say this as the final thoughts because I just brought it up now, but, and this isn't a sports topic yes. and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but kids don't go out and shovel for money anymore. Like if when we were younger and that snowstorm hit, that was payday. Like yeah. we were out. Morning. <laughs> I, I do have to give a shout out to two kids in my neighborhood. They were coming by and you know they so I ended up paying them to, to do mine. Yeah, like I that was oh, oh, they don't do that no that more. Was big pay yeah, that's really the first time I've seen kids in a long time. Come on. I do that I do that snow shovel come with Wi-Fi. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's that's it for this week in sports. Let's get into uh the world famous one gotta go. <laughs> All right, let's get the results from last week because I know I'm, we are all going to be vindicated in the final results from the pool this week. You think? No. Yeah, absolutely. You really think so? Yeah, absolutely. You're it's right. So great. actually, Haribo uh, got the most votes, but very, very close to it. The hate for Skittles is real. Yes, it is. I could see that being. I could see that from a from a public perception standpoint. I could see that one being too. I, like I, I, I texted Donald this. Me and him were going back and forth on the poll results the other day. I said Skittles is the John Cena of candy. Number one selling candy, but everybody hates on it. And to the certain colors. And and to the people who voted Sour Patch Kids on my poll. Oh, they got an earful this week about it. So I'm going to hear it eat Sour Patch Kids. The whole one got to go just for y'all. Okay, Jimmy Russell's. <laughs> All right, Donald, you're, you got one got to go this week. You want to set it up? Yes, I do. So we are going back to food, and we are doing sandwich chains. And thanks to Chris, he put these in order from top selling. Now, these are the top four selling sandwich chains in the country subway jimmy john's jersey mike's and firehouse subs who wants to go first i'll put quiznos above having most of these oh, quiznos is about to go bankrupt um for me looking at this list um I've never had Jersey Mike's and I've never had Firehouse Subs. Um, I believe there's a Firehouse Subs out in Cranberry, but I'm not driving to Cranberry for a sub. I don't know if there's anyone closer to us. Jersey Mike's, there's one over um, over in South Hills that I can go to. I've just been lazy and haven't gone over there. Try um, it. Try it. I've, I've had Jimmy John's and I and I used to work at Subway, so I, but I've eaten Subway. Um I think, well, 
I don't know because I haven't had C or D before on the list. Um, going by commercials only with those two, um, I'll, I'll say D firehouse subs with the, with the asterisk that once I eat all four of these, probably subway will be the one to go. So if I'll go D firehouse subs, but it has an asterisk only because I haven't had firehouse sub before. I've never had firehouse subs, but I'm kicking Jersey Mike's off the list. I used to have Horrible it when I was a teen. <laughs> wasn't a fan. Horrible call. <laughs> maybe you got maybe we should have a trip to refresh my memory. <laughs> Jersey Mike's gotta go. Out of everything on this list, Jersey Mike's is definitely my favorite. Like, like, I, I they're good. See, yeah, definitely give it a try. Um, I've had all these. There is one, there's a firehouse in Robinson, too. That's the one that I've been to. But, you know, you know we worked at Subway, Steve. You know, that's always going to that's always gonna be on the list. Jimmy John's I like. Um, out of any of them, firehouse subs can go. I, I just, I don't think it's wor- worth the trip to go get it. I had everything on the list. I actually had firehouse subs last week. So that's what pro- uh, brought me to do this finally. Um, Jimmy John's is my favorite on this list. So that's going to be staying for sure. Jersey Mike's is very good, but I think for the extra $5, I'll buy a triangle because that's how much your subs are. Um, Subway and Firehouse, I put them on equal par with each other. Firehouse was not impressive to me. Subway feels like low grade, low grade in my, in my bin, but, but I'll go with Firehouse, man, but I'll go with Firehouse subs gotta go because the bread man because the bread tasted like all these bread like it wasn't impressive <laughs> I, feel like I mean, like, I mean it was two like, companies at once there. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so firehouse subs gotta go for me the rumble's coming up and we can skip the triangle oh, we yeah, can have a four-way that's a good idea. Yeah. We can do that. Uh-huh. Who's going to make the trip to find a firehouse? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do that. I mean, it's it's almost like Starbucks, you know, like is like the biggest coffee chain because they're, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and that's the way Subway is. Yeah. It's like, no surprise, Subway is number one in sales because you can find them everywhere now. I'll take a Subway. Right. Oh, Chicken teriyaki. All right, well, hit us up on social media. Let us know which one we got right, which one we got wrong for One Gotta Go, and let's get into final thoughts. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Episode 70. Before we send things home, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you get notifications when we go live each week. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. And don't forget our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. Support the show by telling a friend about us and also purchasing our official merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbmarkspod. Gentlemen, anything before we send it home today? Yeah, I got a couple quick hitters here for final thoughts. Um, for all you Dallas Cowboy fans out there, in the last 25 <laughs> seasons, Jake DeLone, Trent Dilfer, Mark Sanchez, Brad Johnson, Colin Kaepernick all have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> So, America's team, my ass. Okay. Um, season three of Dark Side of the Ring is now available on Hulu. So, you can go on and watch that on Hulu. 
let's see what else here. Um, AEW beat both NBA games and was number one on cable television this week. Uh, take that for what you will, ratings wise. Um, I believe they had over, I think it was a million something this week. Um, so yeah, there's that's impressive for the NBA games. Yeah, um, Mustafa Ali was denied his release from WWE. So much for oh hey, we're granting releases for anybody that doesn't want out. <laughs> you're not using them hasn't been on tv in how long um you're not going to use them based off of the reports that you know him and vince had a very heated argument over a character change that they wanted him to do um so what's the point in keeping him hostage you're just paying him to sit at home yep um yeah it's like if he if he doesn't want to be there why keep him like yeah why keep paying him you can use that money to do something with nxt yeah. Um, Sitting down NXT. Going, circling back to to our Intercontinental Championship um, soapbox rant. Shinsuke Nakamura hasn't defended the Intercontinental title for 117 days, and that was four days ago. So I add on to that total. So 120 days he hasn't defended the belt. Sean break the streak. Uh, so I mean, people hate on Jack Tunney, but Jack Tunney had that defended that title in every 30 day rule. and then um lastly here uh vince mcmahon has given up on pushing finn balor another one that you just let him go it's such a it's such a waste of kids so kid he's 40 years old so talented (laughs) i mean there's no reason that that you waste a talent like that they fell off of him once he got hurt yeah, it's true, and it was proven. From what I saw, Vince never even saw him as as a guy when they put the universal title on him. <laughs> so I guess Hunter was the one that got that, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see there. Um, and the uh, the Godfather movies. Um, the saga, the Corleone family, um, are celebrating the 50th anniversary um, of the original Godfather. It will be in select theaters on February 25th and be available in 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital March 22nd. <laughs> Godfather is arguably the number one uh, movie of all time. You, there's been plenty of lists done, and Godfather seems to find its way up there. As always, uh, fifty never years for it. Never, You've never seen The Godfather. Nope. Any of them? One or three? Mm-hmm. None of them. I don't want to do them home either. Um, and then, um, anybody got anything else? Final thoughts before we wrap up the show this week? Yeah, I go yeah. on. Um, I, I saw something today that there's a new game show being filmed here in Pittsburgh. It's called Signtastic. It's a game show featuring sign language. Um, so each oh. episode of the show will feature two consist will feature two contestants who have to learn fifty sign language words before the show. The show then tests how they have learned the words through activities such as trivia games, charades, that all revolve around American sign language. Interesting. All I know is gang signs. <laughs> so I don't know where all the episodes were filming. They did say the last. 
couple episodes that they were taping, uh, they filmed at QED. And Gonna get us canceled. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. That is. Um, the Rock has become exclusive footwear for, or his Project Rock has become the exclusive footwear for uh, UFC. So it's what they'll be wearing out of the ring. I'm not sure what that means for Reebok. But yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Under Armour is going to slip in there because I think he he also re-signed and re-upped Project <laughs> Rock with Under Armour too. So look at it. He learned it from Vince McMahon. Double dip on everything. <laughs> <laughs> the dude makes money. All he does. What he does with the XFL because like he doesn't fail at anything. When you have a when you have a, a thirty two point eight million dollar intact T Rex skull in your office. <laughs> <laughs> you make fucking money. <laughs> Rock? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't yeah. see him on the Manning cast this week? No, I, I know Vince has one in his office, but <laughs> so the, the Rock was on the Manning cast this week during the during the Monday night football playoff game between the Rams and the Cardinals. And in the background in his office, and he he, he they asked about it and he he talked about it. Um he didn't the number came out afterwards, allegedly, because he bought it at a silent auction. But okay. it is the most intact T Rex skull in the in the world, and he has it in his office, and he calls him Stan. <laughs> I mean, no museum, have... no museum, a celebrity's office. It should be a uh, it should be a Brahma bull skull. That's what he should have in his office. <laughs> All, right. Okay. All right. Anything else this week? Yeah, I'm good. All right, so this quote of the week this week comes from Denzel Washington. Some people will never like you because your spirit irritates their demons. My man. Some people will never like you because your spirit irritates their demons. With that being said, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark. Thanks for tuning in to the Dumb Marks. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.